everyone. Welcome to the second episode of our new College of Arts and Letters podcast. I'm Hannah, one of your co-hosts and an intern at the college. And I'm Sam, and I'm also an intern at Cal. And I'm Chris Long, Dean of the College of Arts and Letters. And you're listening to The Liberal Arts Endeavor, a podcast by the College of Arts and Letters. Each episode throughout the academic year, we will feature a different liberal arts story within the college. We are really happy this week to have Dawn Opal here with us. She is a professor in the Department of Writing, Rhetoric, and American Cultures. And she is a new professor this year with us here at Michigan State. So we'll get a chance to talk to her. And we also have senior Elizabeth Martin with us, one of Dawn's students in Experience Architecture 333, which is a course called Researching Experience. We'll talk a little bit about what exactly Experience Architecture is. and. Uh, but before we do that, I think we're going to uh, have a little conversation about what's gone on with each other uh, yeah. over the course of the last couple so, of weeks. So uh, it was Halloween weekend. How was everyone's uh, times? What's been happening since the last time we met? Well, Sam, you and I, we got to tour, go through the um, theater's Haunted Odd, which is the theater program's haunted house that they put on in the auditorium. Um, it was super scary. It was. But they did their performances um, all weekend, and they raised over $25,000 for theaters to ex- theater students to have experiential, experiential learning opportunities in performing arts cities. So that is incredible. So, it is. I mean, how scary was it? I mean, I'm a little it's, like, it's like actually scary. Like, it, it was nice because we were doing, um, like, photos and, like, our Snapchat story. If you're not following us on Snapchat, please do. Um, but... <laughs> Um, so we had, like, cameras, and that kind of, like, protected us. But, like, without yes. it, we, like, it was scary. It well, was did you have the the uh, the little bracelets that said, don't scare me too much? No, but we should. Unfortunately not. Yeah. Because my kids are too scared to go through it. It, it was It'd scary. It'd be pretty scary for kids, yeah. I They do a good job. I screamed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I squeezed Sam's arm off <laughs> and our other intern, Alexandria. Um yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing was that we had on Saturday, we had the, or I guess it was Friday, we had the, the, um, in, we had an investiture for the endowed professors. Right, right, right. And we had it in the auditorium, <laughs> which was funny because the whole auditorium was kind of ready for the haunted mm-hmm. arm. So we were getting into our robes and everything, and it was. Everything was had these like spider webs over it, and <laughs> we were. I think I, I felt a little bit bad because I think we might have uh, destroyed some of their decorations. Yeah, so. no, they had. Um, when we went through Thursday night, they were taking everything down because there were events, you know, in the auditorium. So they had to set everything up. You know, they did a bunch of dry runs with us on um, Thursday, and then they went um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. So that's how they raised over twenty five thousand um, dollars. Because they ran them all weekend and then on Monday for Halloween, and it's absolutely amazing. Each like senior theater student who wants to have experiential opportunities, like going to New York or LA or something, gets money from this haunted odd what they raise to go do these experiences, which is really cool. Yeah, it was. It, it's a, definitely a big part of the theater program and and what we do there. We had a really good time with the. Uh, with our endowed faculty celebration on on Friday, and that was part of our uh, camp one of our campaign events. See the difference between being a dean and being a student. You guys get to do haunted <laughs> all, right. and I'm, I'm doing the investiture. <laughs> but we had a good experience there. It was really great to see so many uh, faculty. We are there, and we are 
we have a huge campaign goal to raise more money for endowed professors. So that is one of our main um, our main goals in the capital campaign for this this next couple of years. We have about eighteen months left mm-hmm. in the capital campaign, and uh, we do that because. We want to be able to recruit new faculty, new faculty like Don Opal. Oh, you like that transition? Oh, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Um, Don, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, and thank you all for having me. So I arrived at MSU in August from Arizona State University, where I held a postdoctoral fellowship in the digital humanities in the Nexus Lab for Digital Humanities and Transdisciplinary Informatics. And in that position, I worked as a user experience researcher on large web development projects. And I also mentored students, um, undergraduate and graduate students, and faculty uh, interested in working on digital projects outside of their home disciplines. So before that, in my first career, I was a nonprofit and legal service services attorney. Um, But what happened, I ended up going back and getting a PhD in rhetoric and writing after returning to school to a little liberal arts college in Greensboro, North Carolina called Guilford College to take one course, and it was in African-American women's literature. And so after that, I was hooked, and I taught a course, and I took another course, and then I got a PhD. So now I'm here. What was it that hooked you about the course? I think it was critical engagement in the world around us. So uh, that particular institution is very place-based because uh, Guilford College was uh, a stop on the Underground Railroad. Mm -hmm. And so getting to learn more about the the sort of history and culture and um, thinking very critically about about the world around me that I had been living in as a lawyer made me sort of start to think that I really wanted to be doing more research and teaching with, with students too. So... And speaking of students, Elizabeth, tell us about yourself and uh, what drew you to the experience architecture major? Uh, yeah, so thanks again for having us. I'm happy to be here. Um, so as you said, I am a senior here in XA, but when I first came to Michigan State, uh, experience architecture was not a major yet. Um, so I originally came into school as a student in the Residential College of Arts and Humanities, and I had an additional major in advertising. And uh, what kind of made my decision go into those, uh, towards, towards those sectors um, was ever since I was little, I always just had a curiosity for why people uh, interacted with either products or like what drew them to the types of food that they liked or the types of cultures that they hung around or, their, or how did their culture kind of develop them into who they are. Um, so going into school, those were the two majors that seemed fitting as because in arts and humanities, I could learn about people and cultures. And then advertising, I could share that knowledge through advertisements. Um, And then around my senior, or around my junior year in advertising, I took a web design class. And it was in that class when I was like, I can't be in advertising anymore. I need to find something different. And XA was now a developed major. And so I just jumped right in there. And I'm very happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about the experience architecture major, uh, Dawn, because I... I remember when I started, when actually just as after I accepted the job as dean, I was at a, a digital humanities conference that was being hosted here at Michigan State, and I, and it was kind of my first kind of time after having said yes to to being the dean, and and I went to a session that described this this major experience architecture, and as I was listening to them you know, talk about it, I said okay. This is this is the place for me to be right now. This is this is a, a, a really exciting new kind of major in the humanities. 
Sure, I would love to talk about that because it's also a big reason that that I was brought to MSU and what attracted me to being able uh, to come here and and work. So I see XA as an innovative approach to the study of liberal arts because it affords students in the humanities an opportunity to make really meaningful interventions in industries that are traditionally dominated by those with technical or STEM backgrounds. So I believe this affords students the opportunity uh, to to go into those fields to become critical makers and researchers of digital and physical experiences. Um, what I find really exciting about that is that in XA we can discuss the ethical and social justice implications of technologies in use, as well as how to design, make, and research those technologies, and we do that at the same time. And I can think of no other place in the humanities in the U.S. where this kind of interdisciplinary approach is taken up in such a way that it's immediately impactful in industry. Yeah. So so really, the one of the exciting parts about the major is that it's it's coming out of the College of Arts and Letters, and it's rooted in the tradition of teaching rhetoric, teaching writing, right? And, and yet it combines graphic design, computer science, and then also brings in all of those issues associated with ethics and, and how we're in, engaging with and being engaged by the technologies we use. Absolutely. Uh, Don, you had a legal background, and now you're in a tech technology field, but with those humanities mixed in. So how have you put all these together first in your research and just in your life in general? Sure. Well, first I'll talk about, um, I'll talk about my research and how that relates. So, um, so I was brought to MSU in part to grow an interdisciplinary healthcare experience research cluster in WIDE in my research center, um, writing information and digital experience. And so I'm interested in researching what we call uh, wicked problems or social and cultural problems that are difficult or nearly impossible to solve for multiple reasons. And these can, these can include uh, incomplete knowledge, uh, just the sheer number of people, institutions, and positions involved, the like large economic burden to study them, and the interconnected nature of these problems with other problems. And so healthcare in the United States is one of these problems. And so I've approached the study of healthcare from a number of different disciplines, starting in law and then women's studies, rhetoric, and now technical communication and science, technology, and society. But I do this work as a qualitative researcher on transdisciplinary teams. So I work with researchers from all over the campus and, um, and with clinicians and other people, policy, lawyers, other, um, other professionals. And MSU is the only place where, where I I visited when I came to look where research is embraced and supported in this way. And XA also is a very similar endeavor in that it connects law, I can connect law policy and technology and how it affects clinics and healthcare delivery um, in my research. And I also speak to that in terms of patient experience when I talk to my students about, uh, about experience architecture. So we architect experiences for people, not just with technology, but technology is usually a part of whatever we're architecting whatever experiences. So these can be space-based, place-based, and they can also be technological. So uh, so for myself, I see, because I'm working in um, both medical and legal clinics, I really empathize with clinicians and patients attempting to use multiple technologies uh, to research and communicate with one another in various settings. And I am attempting to research all of those and find ways to make clinical life more efficient and effective. Um, and this affects policies and laws that we make, like the Affordable Care Act. So that's where I see the connection for my myself, but I also see it for my students. So they may be interested in one discipline within all of that sort of multitude of disciplines, but, uh, but the place in which they enter, they will communicate with all of those others. And so I really see that as a part of my work is to, is to help them be able to find their place in these interconnected systems. 
So, so Elizabeth, did you did you what attracted you to the experience architecture major? And and so you're in Dawn's class this semester, right? Two so, of them. To, oh, okay, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> That's why I brought yeah. it. So, 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 I'm I'm really interested in this idea of wicked problems. You, you're talking about that in class. Oh yeah. So, so what are you, what are you focusing on there? Uh, well, right now we're focusing on um, a space in the museum, in the Michigan State Museum. Uh, and we're doing research on how we could either redesign that space either physically or digitally to either draw more people in and kind of make that experience better for the museum goers and MSU people and all. So, so what are the different, you know, challenges that you face in that kind of context? Um, well, first off, it was kind of a challenge to uh, talk to people who use this space. Um, because we would go in there to interview people or just to kind of get a general understanding of, hey, what brings you into this space or what doesn't bring you into this space? Um, and when the times I went there, there wasn't a lot of traffic or, um, yeah, so it was kind of hard to kind of gauge an idea on the trends of going to the museum. Mm -hmm. um, but when I was there, I did talk to a lot of really cool people who were using the museum in ways that I found interesting in ways that I didn't think of how, of them being used in other fashions. So just to be clear, we're talking about the MSU Museum, not the Broad Museum of Art. Right? We're talking about the MSU Museum, which is right there on the, uh, right there on the sacred circle mm -hmm. of, the, of the campus and right near Linton Hall, not too far from Linton Hall. Hannah and I may or may not uh, take little breaks from work and go over to the museum. <laughs> there are dinosaurs in there, are there? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. Yeah. And I do also take breaks there now. <laughs> So that's one of the, I mean, so it's one of the great locations on campus for sure. And the question becomes, in, in part, how do you animate that space with some, put some research behind it, figure out what, how people are using it now, and then also how to draw them into it. So what, so what kinds of things are you thinking about? Aside from this podcast, which of course now <laughs> casts of thousands are going to be coming. Um, well, for me, I was initially, I've, I've always been an advocate for physical space, though I love digital Awesome. But uh, I think it's really fascinating for me to think about uh, the current layout of the museum. And though it is great, and, and, but there's also, there's also things that could be considered based on the people that were using it on how we can kind of go, go about redesigning it or putting elements into the museum to make uh, wayfinding more accessible for people or uh, signage or maybe creating... Uh, another exhibit or incorporating exhibits that could be relatable to people and what they want to see in it. Um, so for me, we did an activity, a card sorting activity, and uh, I arranged my card sort in a way that had all of the elements, all of the physical elements within the museum. And I, and I had uh, participants in our class kind of go through and um, create categories based on the objects that I put into the card sort. And and it was interesting because uh, a lot of the, the objects were put into categories that either didn't exist or um, were, were not in the original categories that the museum had for those objects. Interesting. So, so what, what, what drives you, Dawn, to, to, 
to do a card sort. What exactly is a card sort, and, and why sure. do you use that pedagogically? So a card sort is a user experience UX method that is that is uh, has been created to look at the ways that people interpret labels, particularly, and it was developed for user interface in web design um, and in, in, uh, information architecture to see if the ways that we've categorized information and content on the web is um, is in a way that a user who is not familiar with that particular space would uh, would organize that material. We wanted to take that card sort that is is typically used for in a web design context into a physical space to say we talked in class about how uh, how museums are organized traditionally and what types of labeling and taxonomy systems are used and that these are built on 19th century models. And so we wanted to see does this hold up with a 21st century audience if you give them just the content and don't tell them what room it's in, don't tell them, you know, how exhibits should be organized, but instead just put the content on cards and ask them to sort it like you're playing, you know, like you're playing solitaire, would would they organize the content in the museum in the same way as it's currently organized? So this can be a really good way to break outside of the box and, and think about what might be more, a better and more enriched experience for newcomers to the museum and also those who are already there. So we see this happening in museums all over the world um, where particularly uh, particularly art museums that were once organized uh, by time period and genre are now doing a mashup and are putting um, thematic concepts together across uh, across time period and discipline. I think it's so interesting that, you know, you think of XA and it's it's technology, you know, I think of, of web design and stuff, but you guys are using like a physical space. Can you tell me like what's the reason behind that and what it teaches students for, you know, using a physical space for these digital ideas? Sure. Well, I will say that first, um, one of the tenets that I try to talk about in every class is that is that the physical and the virtual, the digital, they are always intertwined. Our experiences are both embodied, lived, both in physical space and digital space, and in most cases, they're intertwined. So one of the things that I look at as a researcher is the way that technology circulates in use. And those technologies can be as basic as the signage in the museum um, to you know, a dig- a, you know, a digital interface on an exhibit to a website. The, the internet and your personal computer do not operate you know, in a vacuum. You, know, you are living a, an experience that, of which this is only one component. You know, it is, it is, and it is used in a much larger, a, a much larger experience. And so I tend to, because, and particularly because I, my background is not in web design and development, I came to it from another career, I think that, that I'm particularly interested in th- and the ways that people engage with technology, the material of which you know, a, a computer is, is one of many aspects in which that is. So, um, so I think it broadens what we conceive of as experience. And I think that's something that, um, that our program is really interested in, um, in pushing the envelope and innovating what UX as a field really is and what it is comprised of. I think you've, you really touched in that response on why, from my perspective, it's so, uh, my perspective, it's so important to have experience architecture in the College of Arts and Letters with the humanities and art focus because of that holistic approach to technology that you articulated so nicely. We tend to think about technology as divorced from or as something different from an embodied uh, in real life experience, but we know now, and we we experience in in our daily life all the time, the fluid boundary between technologies and 
and our embodied experiences. In fact, you know, the notion of technology is not just limited to the digital, obviously. For example, you know, I study ancient Greek philosophy and, and writing at the time was a, was a new technology. And, and so that's, there, there's technologies all over and they're doing things with us. And so we need to help students understand from a more holistic perspective how to create meaning and meaningful lives, meaningful experiences in that kind of context. And I think that's what's so exciting about the, the museum experience too. Right. So, Elizabeth, what have you found to be found to be the most interesting and the most meaningful experience of you experiences you've had thus far with XA? Um, for one, the people are great here. Uh, I just in the last year since I've been a member of XA, um, the professors that I've had, they've been they've guided me to be are their great mentors for me, and they have provided a lot of resources to. Um, where one of my current jobs are right now, working for the Hub for Innovation and Learning. Um, and they're always just there to talk to me if I'm ever, like, having a rough time or just, like, I'm thinking about this problem and I can't figure out a way to solve it. It's always great to have a conversation with either the professors or even the students within XA. Um, because for a lot of the students, at least in my year, we kind of have the same backgrounds. We were all doing something different for the first two years of college. And then somehow, some way or another, something kind of struck us and we realized that we need to be here. And so I think we all kind of have these really unique backgrounds already just from the first few years, whether they be in computer science or the humanities or psychology um, or in advertising. Uh, just taking those disciplines for those two years and bringing them into XA already kind of creates this like level of depth within the people. Talk a little bit more about what what that was for you. What what was that moment of realization? That, you know, I have to I yeah. have to make a shift. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I consider every step. I mean, every step of my life, but every step of me leading into XA as building blocks. So, um, going into Arca my freshman year was vital. I'm so happy I did because I was embraced by this very small college in the small community where I could work on my writing skills and like work on projects and service design projects within the Lansing community and learn about the refugee crises and work with youth with incarcerated experiences and uh, really understand uh, these real wicked problems that were going on in the world around me. And then advertising, I kind of used that to build my uh, uh, visual design skills. So I learned how to market it <laughs> a little bit. I uh, learned how to design a l for the most part. That's what I gained from that. And um, if I hadn't have taken that web design class, I wouldn't have had that snap realization of like, you know what? Like, I want to learn the theory and the philosophy behind web design. Like, why am I building this static site? Because it's not really going to be used by anyone. Um, so I want to know, like, how can I draw more users to it? And that was... Those are answers that, at the time, I couldn't get from where I was. So I uh, went on a little exploration, and I landed in XA. Hooray! We're <laughs> so glad you did and that you're here with us. But uh, ding, 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 do you know what that sound means? It's time for our rapid-fire round. So we are going to ask Dawn first um, some questions where you are going to just answer as quickly as you possibly can. Uh, are we ready? We're ready. All right, first off, favorite area on campus? The dairy store. What's <laughs> your favorite building on campus? 
<laughs> Bessie Hall 317. Yes, I'll, I'll say that because that's where I teach all of <laughs> these wonderful people. Yes. Um, the MSU tradition that stands out to you most. You know, I've been thinking a lot about the Spartans Will campaign because, and I hashtag everything that I do at, AC, at MSU with the Spartans Will. We love Spartans Will. We love Will. Spartans Will. Okay, thank you. Um, have you been to any football games yet? Yes. Oh, what'd you think of them? It, w- at this moment with the fall weather, it is absolutely beautiful. I mean, I just, especially coming from Arizona where it is 130 degrees, I must say that the fall color and the, the weather and um, and the stadium is beautiful, and I just have had a wonderful time. So. I like how she went to the aesthetic component. Hey, of that you know what? It's a good way to go. At given this, this point season, in time. Yes, yes, I think we focus <laughs> on the changing colors of the leaves. All right, your favorite restaurant or your favorite cafe in East Lansing, Lansing area? Oh goodness! <laughs> Quick, like uh, Ah. Okay, I will say like Bigby Coffee. Okay, so that might be kind of a cop out, but love right. it. We got to get her to Strange Matter. Strange yes, Matter. Yeah, all strange right, matter next time. We'll all, right, all right, all right. Uh, are you any f- ready for winter? Even though it's seventy degrees today, I have ordered a coat. Very good. But coming from Arizona, this is going to be a long haul. I think to I hope the, it's overnight to delivery. All the <laughs> I've heard snow in a week. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know, spring semester is actually winter semester, right? I do. Okay, I visited good. in February, so oh. I'm, I'm prepared for, for what is to come. Mm-hmm. What's the weirdest thing that's happened to you on campus so far? Aside from the podcast. <laughs> no, this podcast has been great. I don't, I can't, a weird thing that's happened to me on campus. Uh, any, like, rabbit squirrels? Yeah, you don't have any squirrel stories, do you? I don't. No I, squirrel I've stories. not had a rabbit squirrel. No, is that does that is that a thing that happens? We interact with squirrels a lot. So. A lot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then the best thing that's happened to you at MSU so far. <laughs> this podcast <laughs> yeah. is for Yay. sure the best thing that has happened to me at MSU so far. <laughs> Fantastic. All right, Elizabeth, are you ready for your turn? Ready as always. Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite dairy store ice cream flavor? Uh-oh. You guys might not like me, but I'm also not a huge fan of ice cream. <gasps> that's okay. Oh. Yeah. But I'm going to have to go with mint chocolate chip. Okay. Too. That's okay. Um, your favorite calf? Snyder Phillips, the gallery. Yep. Uh, do you have any squirrel stories? Please tell us. I mean, there's tons. I've been here for four years. You know how many squirrels I've probably okay, seen? But, but you do interact with squirrels a lot? I mean, I try to give them their space. If I was a squirrel, <laughs> I would want humans to give me my space, too. But I do observe them, and they are very cute. Sometimes they run in front of me while I'm riding my bike, and it's slightly scary. But You know, when I, when I came here to MSU, they told me, watch the squirrels. Right. Yeah. And if the squirrels are friendly, you know the people are friendly. And, and we've got we some are. very, very friendly squirrels. We do. Here. We do. They come right on up to you. Except those um, one squirrels. Can we talk? Can we talk about that time when we saw like that squirrel? Oh attack no, the that was squirrel? scary. Don't that talk was bad. About that. Um, <laughs> all right. Who's your favorite professor? Uh, I have many. Can I list them? Sure. Can I give yes, professor shout-outs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, one Don Opal. <laughs> it's been so nice to meet you this semester, though it's been brief. Uh, I'm really happy that you came to MSU. Oh, thank you. Uh, I also want to give another shout-out to uh, Professor Guillermo Delgado in the College of Residential College of Arts and Humanities and David Sheridan. 
Awesome. Excellent. Uh-huh. Faculty uh-huh. shout-outs have got to be part of the uh, podcast. Now. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Do you think your <coughs> favorite dean is? <laughs> dean Long. Right yeah. answer. Yeah. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Are you feeling the senior scaries? Honestly, no. I'm kind of embracing it all. Like, there's definitely some fears, but... Uh, those are, those are, I'm going to cross them when they come. College like, of Arts and Letters yeah. sets you up for success. That's yeah. right. Plus that experience okay. architecture degree. We've got people, when we, when we had breakfast the other day, Dawn, there were people were coming up to, to, to Dawn asking for her information because he, he was uh, in a company and he needed to hire our students. So you're going to be well placed. Yay. That's what I'd like to hear. All right. And finally, what's the weirdest and best thing that's happened to you? They could be separate. They could be together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It could be weird and great. Um, okay, so I like the small things. Uh, over by the medical center um, in South Campus, so on service in Bogue Street, I believe that mm-hmm. is, right in front of the medical center, there is this therapeutic rock walkway. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. Um, but it's, it's just a sidewalk that has a whole bunch of rocks sticking up out of the ground. And you're supposed to take your shoes off and walk on those rocks. And it takes about 15 minutes. But all those rocks, like, send off pressure points in your feet that release, like, tensions all over your body. And it is amazing. Like, if you're ever feeling really stressed, it's like, take a walk to South Campus and just walk on those rocks. Yeah, wow, that sounds like a field trip for us. Yeah, podcast field trip. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) cool. Learn something new. Um, And the weirdest thing, uh, I remember my sophomore year, it was the wintertime and I was riding my bike. And for some reason, this uh, young man in front of me was riding his longboard. And at this time, I was thinking, oh, it would be so cool to learn to longboard. And I was, like, saying, wow, he's really good. It's, like, icy outside. He's still doing well. And then he just fell right in front of me, and I came really close to running him over. (laughs) And I had to, like, swerve. And I was like, oh, my gosh, are you okay? And he just, like, looked at me, like, really, like, sad. And he was just like... Aww. And then I wrote off, and I have yet to learn to longboard. Yeah, that that's a pretty common occurrence. You always see people just trying to get themselves places in the winter, and it does not work out. Yeah. So. yeah. Got to okay. be extra cautious during these winter months. Well, I think we're going to start wrapping up with that wonderful story we're going to end with. Um, so we're going to do our acknowledgments real quick. We want to first thank our wonderful technical producer, Daniel Trigo, over there. We see him. Yep, there he is. Um, our marketing director, Ryan Kilcoin, who's our great boss and producer of the show. And, of course, everyone back at the College of Arts and Letters who contributes to not only the show but everything we do at the college. Check out all of the college's podcasts. We've got several others at cal.msu.edu slash about slash podcasts. And finally, the ideas and opinions expressed on this program do not reflect those of the College of Arts and Letters, any of our sponsors, or any official entities of Michigan State University. Be sure to tune in in two weeks when we talk to the Director of Arts and Cultural Management and Museum Studies Program, Bruce Mack, and we're going to be discussing the very new and very exciting opportunities within the program. Thanks for listening, and thank you, Dawn and Elizabeth, for being our wonderful guests. Thank Thank you you for for having having us. us. (laughs) Of course. All right. Go green. Go Go white. white.